Hey there, welcome to the Real Barman Podcast. This episode first aired as a video on my YouTube channel. As always, any links mentioned in the episode will be listed in the show notes. Enjoy. Today, we're going to talk about five restaurant profitability lies that are leading your business down the wrong path, and we're going to do it right now. Hello and welcome. Dave Allred, The Real Barman here from barpatrol.net. If this is your first time here, make sure to subscribe, hit that little bell so you don't miss out on any of the deep dish secrets on running a better bar and restaurant. So today I want to talk to you about these profitability areas in your bar and restaurant that you might be freaking out about, or maybe not freaking out about, but you read some blog or somebody told you that these are the things that you need to do to save more money or make more money in your restaurant, when in reality, you should be focused on more important things like providing better service, creating a better culture for your employees, inventory management, leadership, training, putting business systems in place so you're far more effective and productive. These are the things that are gonna move the needle in your business. That means instead of worrying about every little piece of profit margin, I want you to think bigger. Focus on organizing and growing your business in the areas that matter because organizing and systemizing your business means you make more money, which means you can take me on vacation to Acapulco or Jamaica Man. It doesn't matter. Anywhere you really want to go, I'm not that picky. I just need a butler and a cook possibly a wave runner. So what in the hell am I talking about with these profitability lies? Well, let's jump right into it and I'll show you. Lie number one, lower cost percentage equals higher profits. Now, technically this can be true because your costs are your costs and whatever's left over is your profits. So if a steak dinner has a cost percentage of 28%, the profit on that steak dinner is 72%. However, What many, if not most managers, don't take the time to understand is that having a higher cost percentage is not necessarily a bad thing. Allow me to elaborate, if you will. I'm going to use a bar example because it's a little easier to draw out, but this is the same concept with food or anything else that you buy and sell. So if I were to ask you, if you just had one liquor to pour in your bar all day, every day, you had to choose just one, would you choose one that poured at 5% cost with a 95% profit margin? Or would you choose one that had an 18% cost with an 82% profit margin? Of course, when I set it up this way, you know that something fishy is going on. So you're not just going to cry out, 5% Dave, no brainer. Next, right? It's too easy. You know there's more to the equation than that. Yet logically, normally, this is the one you would choose, right? Let's take a closer look. So here's some well liquor, right? Well liquor being the cheap stuff, Burnett's vodka, and... It depends geographically where you live on all the pricing here, but in general, your well liquor might cost you six or seven dollars per bottle. And if you sell it at around five dollars per shot, you're going to get a five percent pour cost. This is where your 95 percent profit margin comes in. So let's say we're selling it at five dollars per shot. If this is a one liter bottle and you're pouring about an ounce and a half, you're going to get 22.5 shots per bottle which is going to make you $135 per bottle. If we multiply that by 95% profit margin, you are going to net $128.25. Awesome, right? Yay! Not so fast, Kimosabi. Let's take a look at Grey Goose. All right, Grey Goose around here, purchase price $37 on average. 
at $9 per shot. Again, in the Bay Area, $9 to $12 per shot is common for a Grey Goose. I'm going to keep it conservative and just keep it at $9 per shot. That's going to give you a cost percentage of 18.3% and a gross profit margin of 81.7%. So a much lower profit margin than well liquor. All right, so let's go through the math. $9 per shot times 22.5 shots per bottle gives you $202.50 per bottle that you're going to make. Now we're going to multiply that by the profit margin of 81.7% and you are going to make $165.44. That means you are going to make an extra $37 per bottle over your well liquor, even though you're 12 to 13 points higher on your cost percentage. So the moral to this captivating tale is... Find your most profitable items, not your lowest cost percentage items. Lie number two, you should never pay overtime. So when I hear owners and managers worry and fret and bitch and moan about overtime, it hurts my ears because it's just plain silly. Now, don't get me wrong. Anything in excess can be harmful. And if you're scheduling someone to work 60-hour weeks, well, that's just being a ding-dong. So if you get busier than usual one night, you keep on an extra one or two employees for like an hour. All right, it's time and a half. So if minimum wage is $10 per hour, it's $15 you're paying that person to stay on an extra hour. Even if you kept two people on, it's an extra $10 per hour. Even if you did that every day of the month, it would be an extra $300 per month. Instead of scheduling a bunch of employees, now you have more employees on, which is costing you more money, or you're staggering the schedule, or you're playing it safe and putting more employees on, and you're cutting early when it's slow, so that person came in and made, what, like 20 bucks? It's not worth their time, and it's unnecessary. So I know I'm ranting now, and you certainly don't want to use overtime irresponsibly and be like, hey, Dave said it was okay, everybody stay on, all right? But it's like $5 extra per hour. Think about like a bonus, especially for your back of the house employees who don't make any tips. Think of it as keeping your employees happy, giving them a little extra. Don't freak out over overtime. Focus on other areas of your business. Lie number three, buying in bulk saves money, all right? Now, at first glance, this seems like a good idea. But having 600 cans of Spam sitting in your bomb shelter that you bought from Costco to prepare for Armageddon isn't the same thing as running a business. In general, the money you save buying in bulk is usually offset by other things like waste or the aggravation you have to deal with. So when you get right down to it, it doesn't always make sense to bulk up. It can lead to problems such as, one, it ties up capital. All right, I know you save 12 cents per bottle, but you don't need five cases of peach schnapps in your storage. Not to mention, it's taking up space and causing disorganization. You need that capital for marketing and maintenance. Two, if you have perishable items that don't get used because you bought in bulk and then it went bad, not good. Money go bye-bye. Three, it can lead to theft because employees justify it. Man, there's so many steaks in here, they won't miss a couple of ribeyes. And four, it can lead to excessive portioning by the staff. Meaning, whenever there's a large supply of anything, people are less careful on how they portion things out, right? It's like when you get a new shampoo bottle and you're just like, and you're using all of it. But when it gets low, you use a lot less. It's just human nature. Again, you just have to ask yourself, how much are you actually saving buying in bulk versus the factors you have to deal with that offset those savings? Lie number four, you should always shop for the lowest vendor prices. All right, this is similar to number three in which you have to ask yourself, is the money I'm saving really worth the time and effort of looking up vendor prices of five different vendors in hopes of creating a bidding war? 
so you can save a nickel on a case of broccoli? I know I'm exaggerating, but time is your most valuable resource to grow your business. And the truth is, if you use as few vendors as possible, it's not only going to be easier for you and save you time, but they're going to appreciate it more because you're giving them all your business so they'll be more willing to give you discounts and deals and go out of their way to make you happy. Line number five, you should determine your pricing based on cost percentage. All right, the most important thing to remember when you're doing any pricing or determining which products you should push the most is that profit trumps percentages. All right, remember, we're putting dollars in the bank, not percentage points. We just talked about this with Well Liquor versus Grey Goose. Profit is king. So although using a predetermined cost percentage to determine your pricing is easy, it's not always the smartest. All right, for instance, you know that your food cost percentage should be around 30 to 32%. And let's say that you're putting nachos on your appetizer menu. All right, you determine that it costs you $2.52 to make those nachos. So you multiply that by 32% cost percentage and decide to price your nachos at $7.85. But people love nachos. And you have barbecued pulled pork nachos. The perceived value of those nachos is way higher. Not to mention the bar across the street is selling nachos for 10 bucks. So why would you take your cost and divide it by a predetermined cost percentage to get your price and lose out? Your nachos are way better than the nachos across the street. People have told you so. So why not price them at $12 and see how they sell? Now you're making $4.15 more profit per plate than the way you originally priced it. And your cost percentage is now at 21%. When you predetermine pricing based only on cost percentage, you could be robbing yourself of a lot of money. Inside the restaurant masterclass that we run, we have an awesome item costing template that not only tells you their most profitable items, but also your most popular items, so you can pick out your rock star items and keep them on your menu. It's pretty awesome. So remember, Stop focusing on the bouncing ball, which is distracting you from what's most important. I'm not saying it's not important to get all your ducks in a row and maximize profitability, but time is money and your time is best spent maximizing sales and building repeat customers instead of worrying about 40 hours of overtime last month that cost you an extra $200. All right, makes sense? Good. I appreciate you being here. Check out barpatrol.net for more awesome resources on how to run a mega successful bar and restaurant. I'm going to see you next time. I'm out. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would be very grateful to have your positive rating and review at the same location you downloaded it. If you have any questions or comments, connect with me at my YouTube channel, Dave Allred, The Real Barman, or on one of my websites, barpatrol.net for inventory management orderpatrol.net for mobile ordering or my main site, therealbarman.com. Thanks for being here. I will see you next time.